0: Welcome on Into Lunch with Claybes and Joe here on ClaybesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick. He's Mike Claiborne. And as you can see, we are at Munganass Alton Toyota. I'm sorry, Munganass Ass Burkhart. Thank you. Thank you. Alton Toyota. Jamie Burkhart's walking around here uh, somewhere. See if he, he 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 likes to stop by and, and talk yeah. to us and shoot the shit with us when we're uh when we're here on he location. we
1: talk about one thing today.
0: <clears throat> well,
1: two things. What great deals they have. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen with the Blues and the trade deadline?
0: Yeah, no, I, oh, man, I he could care less about. I have more. been following closely what's going on at the trade deadline, knowing that I was going to see Jamie today, knowing that he was going to want to talk about that. Yeah. So I made sure to uh, brush up a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll be sure to get into that. But hey, here at Munganass Alton Toyota, they will rent you a uh, a car. They they are not only yeah, they're not only. I've I bought my last two cars here. And it's more than just the Toyotas they have. They have all kinds of pre-owned cars on the uh, on the lot here, but they will rent you out a, a Toyota car. You took the Highlander down to Jupiter for spring took training. Took the Highlander
1: down to Jupiter, and I got to tell you, it was a <clears throat> smooth ride,
0: regular gas,
1: uh, plenty of space, very comfortable. Had all the bells and whistles you needed on it. So uh, I would wholeheartedly recommend come by and rent one get a feel for it. And then I bet the next thing you do is say how much, and you'll end up with a nice, very nice, comfortable vehicle, especially uh, as we get near graduation, you're going to be looking around for another car for one of the youngsters in your family or whatever. Um, I would start here and you, you, wherever you're watching this from, all you have to do is go online and check them out and they can get a car to you from anywhere. And mm-hmm. I think that's something you ought to take into account. So uh, we've got that working for us. By the way, before we go any further, yeah. How was your weekend with regard to the, the marathon and all that good stuff?
0: So I ran it uh, Saturday morning. I ran the half marathon yeah. Saturday morning. And uh, that's the first time I've, re- I've done the go, the, the St. Louis go very well put together. They had start times every 10 minutes, about groups of 20 people going off. They dropped us off at some park in uh, Riverview, North uh, Riverview Park up there. And it, it seemed so. I, you, they took a shuttle. We took a shuttle from Keener Plaza. And they drove to the start line and dropped us off there. It felt like they went for, drove for about 25, 30 miles <laughs> to get there. I thought maybe I'd signed up for the full marathon and that's where they were dropping Oh, no, let me, me out here. <laughs> I'm good. I, I think it's 13 miles that way. So it, you just ran all over the riverfront. The, uh, the entire time ended in Keener Plaza. It rained the entire run. I was standing outside in the rain Saturday morning for a good 3 hours from the time I got down to Keener Plaza to taking the shuttle there to the start time to when I finished uh hour 46 was my time. So I usually should be able to knock that out in about an hour, 45 minutes or less. The last one I ran was an hour and 39. So I was a little upset with that. Well, but the
1: inclement weather and just the new feel for the...
0: The last mile just running and I mean, the wet shoes and socks, yeah. just that last mile was was very, very uncomfortable. Going up and you, you, you got to think too, you're going from the riverfront up to Keener Plaza for that last mile. It's up hill that, yeah, that is right. your straight uphill no. over there. So it was, uh, but a well together, a well put together event. And I am, uh, you know, after and after seeing people that ran on Sunday in mm-hmm. the wind yesterday, I think I'd rather take that rain over the wind.
1: Yeah, because the wind it was cold and yeah. blustery. Yeah, that's that's probably a good way to it. And, oh, I'm glad you made it in one piece yeah where you saw it the next day
0: no it really wasn't um, that's I, I felt pretty good the only thing is I, I do not want to be outdoors and rain for a long time like I just I have no desire to be rained on for a real long time now but no felt uh, felt pretty good and got another one coming up in Louisville in two weeks All right. so yeah but uh, yeah but I did so I also forgot to bring uh, my ibuprofen when I run. Dr. Rick Lehman, yes. part of uh, Claves Online, told me to uh, We got pop-
1: a new podcast coming yeah. up this week, by
0: the way. You want to yeah. check it out. He, uh, he told me I need to pop a, you know one or two every couple miles an ibuprofen just to keep the swelling down. Forgot hmm. to pack those. Remembered my sunglasses, though, running On in the rain. rain. Yeah. That's good.
1: That makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
0: it did. It, it- <laughs> It did. So, yeah, but uh, no, fun, fun weekend overall. Not a fun weekend for the Cardinals. They Mm -hmm. dropped two games this weekend to the Brewers, and it was kind of a case of what we saw last weekend in Cincinnati. Starting pitching just let them down from the beginning, and the bats weren't there to keep up with it.
1: Yeah, you're right. And and I guess when you look at this team, you know, I've said from spring training that the bullpen would be the strongest (laughs) suit for this team that was on the pretense that the starting pitching would at least get to the sixth inning. Well, they don't do that. And it's really starting to take its toll on the bullpen. Uh, The offense, in my opinion, is really not much better than it was last year. Now you have Arnato. Yeah. You have Goldschmidt. uh, Tommy Edmond has played well, but you don't have a cleanup hitter.
0: You don't have a cleanup hitter in your organization. I mean, well, depending on the makeup of the lineup, I mean, no. Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado could hit yeah, three, four. You There's you don't you don't have inning. yeah. Dylan Carlson needs to be up in that first four.
1: Yeah, uh, that that's 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 reasonable. That's reasonable. Uh, you just don't want your fourth place hitter leading off an inning, though, in, in, in Goldschmidt right. or Arenado. It depends on who it is, but you know this team is. You have maybe four hitters, five. You got you have too many Edmund, streaky hitters Arnalo, too,
0: Goldschmidt, Yachty. That's you have five. I mean, you have five
1: hitters, but and 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 Carlson, who's not there yet, you think he's going to be there. And the rest of them, they just haven't done it. And now here's the concern I have. It would be different if they just hit a cold streak now. But some of these guys were playing this way in spring training. Yeah. And I
0: mean, that's Paul
1: DeYoung had one good day. He had one good day in the spring, and he's had one good day since the regular season started, but it's the same guy. Yeah. Tyler O'Neill has gone back to something I hadn't seen in two years. He was just giving at-bats away. Now he's hurt. Uh, Justin Williams just hasn't gotten enough playing time to really know what he can do. Austin Dean was a guy we didn't see a lot of last year, and then when COVID struck, he was
0: basically down for the count. I don't know what he is. He homered this weekend and yeah. got two hits yesterday. Okay. So he's going to keep getting at bats. He's going to yeah. keep getting thrown in there, I think, especially with Tyler, O'Ne- Tyler O'Neal hurt. Austin and Dean's Lane going Thomas. to be your left fielder. You don't know what yeah, you don't know what Lane Thomas is. You you saw bright spots out of him in 2019, then he gets hurt. Last year has COVID, probably affected him. There's no doubt more than team. anybody else on You're the right. roster. I mean, him and Carlos Martinez got hit the hardest yeah. with COVID last year. And then he just didn't make. He was beat out. He, he was, and that's where you know having you talk about good camps. A guy like John Nagowski had such a good spring. There's nowhere to put him. There, yeah. There's nowhere. There's no. They didn't put him in the outfield at spring training, and he's not taking first base. So well, you know, when Goldschmidt went down,
1: I think had we faced a lefty, he probably would have played yeah. Nagowski. But you know, you're trying to give Carpenter every opportunity. And it's just not working. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the calendar year now, spring training, regular season included. It's not working. And I don't know what your options are because, you know, you gotta, you're got you paying a lot of money. You know that. He's allegedly a left-handed hitter. He can play a couple of different positions. Um, but with all that said, there's still not enough there to to say this is our guy because he has not proven it. At any stage in the year 2021, preseason, exhibition,
0: regular season, you've seen him fly out multiple times now to the warning track. Is there any reason to believe that those balls end up being home runs come no. June or July? No. No. I, I mean, he's gonna. And that's the wear and tear of the season too. So he's not going to get stronger as the season goes on. I think. Like, this is there is a? What ta- it is. I mean, for all of your years covering the Cardinals, is there a case that you can look at where? You got a guy that you're paying eighteen million dollars this year. No, I've year. never seen him pay a guy eighteen million dollars <laughs> this <was just> <laughs> And that's the thing that at some point they have to make a decision. I mean, you could he right now he's over twelve. Right, he's over twelve on the season right now. I think it was Brian Hoffman I saw with the stat that 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 the worst start to a Cardinals season was 1967. Eddie Brous, uh, Broussard went over twenty two to start the season. I don't remember. So. Who. I don't if he went over 22 to start the season. I don't think probably you're going right, to remember him. Yeah, probably. Right. That was probably spread out over a, a long period of time. What are the options? I mean, you don't have any. I mean, here's, here's,
1: here's what you have. You don't have anybody in the organization that can replace him. We don't have anybody in the organization left-handed wise is even close to being ready. So whoever you're going to replace him with, as far as a left-handed bat,
0: today is not a member of the Cardinal organization. You have, so you look at what you have, I guess I'm trying to think what's available at Sage right now, and there's nothing offensively no. that excites you there. No. At what point, and this is, I mean, we're talking, this is drastic measures here. At what point do you look at a Delvin Perez and just say, you know what, your time's now, throw him in there, or a, a game, you don't have a shortstop right that's hitting right now?
1: They're so are gonna give up on the Young that quick. But when you're, you're I mean play, when when does the drastic Sosa, measure start? You're gonna play Salsa before you play Perez.
0: Perez is not ready. What about a guy? I mean, when do you decide to throw Nolan Gorman in there? Or do you start he's, looking he's at trades? At least year, I look at trades. Gorman's at least a year away.
1: All right. And he's got to learn how to play. We, we got to find a position for him. Yeah. So that's the other thing that comes into play. So again. The remedy is you need a left-handed hitting outfielder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or, yeah, you,
0: you need a left-handed hitting outfielder. And I don't know who that guy is. We started looking around. Rammer and I, we do the show every day, daily cards. It's up usually. It might be up right now, actually. We recorded about an hour and a half ago uh, on Klabe's Online. We preview the, the national series. And last week, I started looking at those left-handed bats that are out there. And you look at those guys that are on the last year of their contract that aren't making that much, that are going to be on bad teams that you can make a trade with. And there's not a whole lot of names out there for guys like that. I threw out the name. So the name I've already put on our radar now that we're going to watch until the trade deadline is Eddie Rosario of yeah, the, uh, he, he's with right. the Cleveland Indians, yeah. a left-handed bat. He's making $8 million this year. It's a one-year deal. The Indians are going to be bad. The Indians are not Mm -hmm. going to contend for a playoff spot. So I think you start looking at that. But the thing is, you have so many young outfielders. How much of an opportunity do you give those guys before you finally go out and you say, okay, you know what? We have to go outside the organization. How much
1: more do you need to see of of O'Neal
0: and Bader? You haven't seen Bader. So to be fair, you haven't seen Bader yet this year. Okay. Bader, when Bader's healthy, Bader will be your starting center fielder. So here's a question for you.
1: How many at bats do you think you need to see
0: of a guy before you know what he is? I want to see a week of at bats. No, I mean, career. I mean, you're for, talking yeah. about career. I mean, 300, 400? Are you no, giving him all, that much? No, I'm talking about over a course of time. Oh, over a course yeah. of time, you've seen that out of O'Neill. So I, I think you is, saw you bright think, spots out of Tyler O'Neal bats. Yeah. You've seen that out of Tyler O'Neal. If you're so, talking about those guys, then yeah, then yeah they've, they they've had who it. They are. Yeah.
1: They've had That's it. my point. So I don't, you know, and I'll give you a good example. I, I know Randall Gritchick was in this position a few mm-hmm. years ago. We can't get rid of him. Sure. We can. You know, now he's gone to Toronto. He's been a nice middle of the order yeah. guy, but you know, he's he doing
0: the same thing there he's doing here. So, he is, yeah, he's he's put up. I mean, he's put up power numbers. He's he's yeah. put up the power. The on base percentage, is terrible. That's that's see.
1: And, and I'm more. When you have a team like this, you need on base percentage. John Rooney has a line he likes to use. Keep the line moving. Mm-hmm. This is not a team that can sit and play
0: home run derby every night. You know, no, and and, and they will. I mean, once a week they might hit three, four in a game, but that's but that's not going to carry them.
1: I'll give you a good example. Saturday. You had a chance to climb in that game. You had Young at the plate. Bases loaded. Four swings. He was done. Same was swing. Four?
0: Was it four was it? I thought no, they it was just he just three. He one off. He fouled one Three, three, one three, three, three
1: <laughs> sinkers and he was done. He fouled one that was, That's the only reason Hey, that hat-bat
0: right there. I mean, that's one you're looking but at. That's, but and that's oof. what
1: you're seeing from him, O'Neill,
0: Bader. They're all the
1: same guy with regard to that. So, the question is, how much more do you need to see before you know this is who he is? Yeah. So, you know, I I think a 1,000 at-bats in the big leagues, you know, that's basically 500 at-bats per season for four years. Uh, That's where Bader is, right? He's 235 hitter, uh, less than average on-base percentage. And I'm sure the other ones are in a similar boat. So, one of those two is going to be expendable, if not both of them. Yeah. Because I think Carlson can play as good a center field as you need.
0: He has. He's shown it. He's been very good. Yeah. And
1: now, they play it differently, but Carlson is always under control. Uh, I like what he does. So, in this situation, I would just say um, you got to go find a left-handed power bat or left-handed bat, and you need to put him. in. We need a cleanup hitter. You know, you got a 39-year-old catcher. It's your cleanup guy yeah. yesterday. Now, I know that's not what Mike Schilt wanted to
0: do. No. That's all he could do. Rammer's point, Rammer said a few times that if Molina's hitting fifth for you, the lineup's in trouble. So, what's that mean if he's hitting fourth? We're in dire need. <laughs> right and that's and that's nothing against Yachty who's come up with big hits already this year to he's consistent he Yachty is exactly what he has been for the last 15 years of his career and it doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon so it's just a matter of when I mean when is somebody else going to step up and that's I mean, we've been talking now for 15 minutes about the offense and we haven't even touched on the on the pitching yet. Which yesterday, you know what? I will instead of sitting here and ripping on Ponce De Leon and the start that he had, Johan Oviedo came in and had a hell of an outing yesterday. Was yeah. it four and a third, four yeah. and two thirds that he came out and pitched yesterday and shut down the Brewers, stopped the bleeding in the game, the offense. They, they gave, gave him, him a, a they, chance. They to, gave him he, a chance. He
1: gave him a chance to climb And then he stepped
0: in. up into the plate and <laughs> had a pretty nice at-bat for his uh, first time. Um, Oviedo's a guy that's going to compete for
1: a starting spot next year, if not this year. Um, the Ponce de Leon situation, he had a couple of plays that weren't made behind him. He was never able to pitch around it, and it cost him. Mm-hmm. If you can't pitch out of trouble, then you probably shouldn't be pitching. Okay, because trouble is going to find you. And and one of the problems we have with today's pitchers, normally when a guy gets in trouble, they get him out of the game. They don't give him a chance to pitch out of it unless it's like, you know, late in the game. In his case, he's his own worst enemy. I don't know if we'll see him get another start because KK threw yesterday. He had a 90-pitch sim game yesterday. Felt pretty good. We'll find out more today. So, I think with Oviedo breathing down his throat, breathing down his back, he could be a guy, but you still have to find a long guy in the bullpen, and that's what Woodford was. Yeah. So they got some issues, but, you know, Joe, it's very simple. As good as the bullpen is, if you don't have starters who can get you
0: to the sixth inning at least, your bullpen will be useless by May. No, they're, they're definitely using – Every bit of that, and you just saw him have to make that move to bring up Oviedo, put down Woodford this uh this past weekend. So they're gonna have to make another move when they go to Philadelphia this weekend to get KK and the uh in the rotation. And Mike Schiltz said after the game yesterday that he was considering going to a six man rotation for I guess the rest of the first half of the season. And it's you know, you had your five man rotation, you might be dropping Ponce out of there and adding Oviedo and KK. Yeah. Into that. Yeah. And I, I think in a lot of that, too, a lot of that, the the six man rotation talk has a lot to do with tonight and how John Gant pitches in his second start of the season. you kind of, He was good his first time out. See how well he does in the second outing to see if he if he deserves to keep getting looks there.
1: Well, I think you and I talked about this some time ago. I, I think that, you know, they talk about Reyes getting 100 innings. Um I would have Reyes – I have a two-pitcher start, KK, Wayno, Hey, you guys need to get me to five. Uh, Oviedo or Reyes is going to take it from there. They're going to be out there for four innings no matter what, all right? And that way it saves the rest of your bullpen. You get a quality start out of a guy, and they may have to go that route also because they've got two guys who are horses who can give you long innings. So I think that that's something they're going to to take a long look at, but they're going to have to get creative here just to save the staff. Um, You know, it's it's not what I would call the most dynamically well-put-together team. I think we knew we were short from the left side from day one of spring Mm -hmm. training, hoping that Carp was going to turn it around. I think we kind of were keeping our fingers crossed and maybe the DH would be in play. Uh, neither has happened. So Thank God the DH isn't. I
0: mean, who's DHing for you? Well, Nagowski. It would have been I mean, <laughs> would have, yeah, by now it would be Nagowski, I yeah.
1: guess.
0: Yeah, it would be. So, <laughs> but how many at bats would they have given Carp in that in that DH role? Well,
1: you know what? He would have dh if they'd have faced right-handers. Yeah. You know, I think he would have seen that.
0: You got the uh, the Nationals now in town for the next three days, the first time. That they're facing the Nationals since the 2019 NLCS because they didn't face them last year. It's a very, very different looking team from uh, that NLCS. I'm thinking
1: of a left-handed bat. Cardinals had a chance to
0: get Kyle Schwarber would have been perfect. I I would. I mean, that's okay. So you you bring up Schwarber, who was replaced in. Chicago by a name that I brought Jack up to Peterson. you, Jock Peterson. No, Jack Peterson. You did, I know you didn't like him. I know yeah. we had we had that discussion in the offseason, and no. you were very and much and against him. you know what? Here's it. the
1: thing. Here's what Schwarber gives you. He's a better defender than people give him credit for. He's got great throwing arm, very accurate arm. Uh, I would have probably taken a flyer on him. Um, I know he had a couple of injuries, and people weren't sure about him making long-term commitment. But Kyle Schwarber is just with the doctor. I, I guarantee. Well, he's not. I don't think he's playing in this series.
0: He's not. So right now, it is Schwarber, uh, Josh Bell, and John Lester are so, all out. So with we got COVID. A chance to beat these guys dude, with those two out. I, you know what? I not seeing Josh Bell is the yeah. Cardinals are very because lucky Schwarber with
1: that. Schwarber and Josh Bell murdered the
0: Cardinals. That ball, that I mean, if it wasn't for Poolholtz versus Lidge. That ball that uh, Schwarber hit was it off Seacrest? Yes. That that ball is one of the biggest yeah. postseason <laughs> home runs that didn't, I've ever seen. <laughs> didn't miss any of it. He, he put that on top of the sign out there. So.
1: But I thought he would have been a good addition. Now, he's
0: on a one-year deal. Maybe that's something to double back to. They're not going to be. Yeah, the Nationals aren't going to be good either. I mean, the Nationals, well, I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. No, they're I'm they're going to be hurt early on.
0: They're going to be losing a lot of games yeah, early but, on know, because of those, this. They
1: can pitch a little bit.
0: They can. They yeah, And you're missing Scherzer and Corbin in this series. Yeah. So you're uh, you're getting lucky there with that tomorrow's pitching matchup.
1: Strasburg against Flaherty.
0: That's, Yeah. yeah. That's one of those that you uh you, you tune into the national now, uh, the national fans are the TV fans are turning into here that. Here
1: is uh this is one of those things about baseball. Hey, Strasburg against Flaherty. Well, they they're not facing each other. You know, they're not. He's not in the batter's box saying, "Boy, I hope Flaherty can get a hit off Strasburg, and can Strasburg get three hits off." No, it's their teams. And the fact that maybe you look at it like, well, which one of these guys is going to give up the fewest amount of runs, but it's really not Strasburg versus Flaherty. It's just
0: something we like. Do you make those same arguments when people say that in the NFL about quarterbacks facing off? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm one of the fans that I look forward to watching both. Like I'm, I'm going to look forward tomorrow to sitting down and watching Flaherty pitch and then Strasburg pitch and watch that go through like so well, I, I look at it as them facing each other and you're getting to you're getting a really well, good pitching matchup in the game.
1: If they're facing each other, they're like you and me.
0: Right. It's,
1: they're not they're not even looking at each other when the other right. guy's pitching. So in football it's the same, you know, it's it's Aaron Rodgers against the Patriot defense. You know, I mean that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers against the other guy, the other team's coordinator.
0: Right now, I know what you're saying. I and I have heard that argument before. I've I always uh, balls are always hated when I made that argument about the quarterbacks facing each other. So, I get where you're coming from with uh with that. So, three game series at home against the Nationals this week, and then uh, coming up uh, this weekend. They head to Philadelphia for a series against the Phillies. We will be right back after this with a uh, more Blues Talk. It's the trade deadline today after a message from our friends. Hey, Matt Minster here with my trusty assistant. (coughs) Sorry. I'm Suzanne, the Magnificent. And this is my trusty assistant, Matt. That's right. And we're here with easy tips that can save you energy and money. Like magic! Adjusting your thermostat 7 to 10 degrees for 8 hours a day can save you up to 10% a year. And a smart thermostat can change the temperature automatically.
1: Abra Adjusto!
0: Impressive.
1: There's more where that came
0: from. LED light bulbs use up to 80% less energy and can last 25 times longer than regular light bulbs. Ooh! Ah. And using timed outlets can help you save even more energy.
1: tickety tockety two.
0: Or try Smart Plug. Now these cool devices sync with your smartphone so that you can manage your energy. Ta-da. With the touch of a finger. Hey, you're pretty good at that. Thanks. Want to see another trick? Of course. Energy savings made easy. Find more tips at amarinillinois.com slash savings made easy. Back here, lunch with Claves and Joe at Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, powered by Amron, Illinois, and also sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Find him online at thehomeloanexpert.com. I'm Joe Roderick. That's Mike Clayborne We are at Munganass Alton Toyota, Munganass Burkhart. Alton Toyota here in Alton, Illinois, eight hundred eight fifty Homer Adams Parkway is where you, can, uh, where you can find us this afternoon. Talked a lot of Cardinals in the first half of the show. Today, it is the NHL trade deadline as the, um, I don't know where the Blues stand on that. They've won their last three games now after losing, was it six, seven straight that they, uh, that they lost? And now coming out over the weekend, scoring nine goals. In, uh, in one game well, you, this you weekend.
1: nine against a teeny to roll over.
0: <laughs> but not uh, not you know, in I'm that one. In all, and, that yeah, year. and then the overtime win uh the other day, with uh, with Ryan O'Reilly scoring the game winner in overtime. I I don't know what you do with the team. Right you're now stuck. I you're stuck. I, you are. You if if they would have kept losing over the weekend even if they would have lost one of the three games over the weekend, maybe you can look at them possibly Making a move. But right now, with the three wins in a row, I think Craig Berube is just kind of stuck with the team that he has in front of him yeah, and just and work not, on motivating them like he has. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the answer. Um, I think there's a
1: couple of things you have to take into account. I know people want to see a deal made. But other than the obvious good players, O'Reilly, Cairo, Thomas, guys you're trying to build around, who else is attracted to you on this team that you can move? I mean, you can move Hoffman, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, okay. I don't know what you're going to get for him. I don't, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so, I don't know who else would be that greatly interested. I know Vince Dunn, hell, he's been on the trade block for the whole season, and they haven't been able to push a button on him. So, I don't know if this team has enough assets that somebody's going to give the Blues a very healthy draft choice. Uh, so, they may be stuck with it. Now, with that said, They've got to find a way to make themselves better next year. And I don't think you can bring this team back as we see it. So you're going to make some tough decisions on who you're going to sign, who you might want to move. Uh, you got to take a longer look at your farm system to see who might be close. Um, but, you know, the Blues are kind of like in purgatory right now. They, they can't go up or down as far as movement is concerned. No. you got to gain the night. Deadline is at 2 o'clock Central. So they got an hour and a half to get
0: something done. The uh, the one name that was floated around a lot in St. Louis was Taylor Hall. I, I'm not sure where he would have fit in with the team. I'm not sure how they would have paid well, him uh, <laughs> this year. But he was traded earlier this morning or overnight to Boston. Boston so. gave
1: up a lot to him. Yeah, and now, well, it I'm looks like he's going
0: to be ex- signing an extension yeah. with Boston. Yeah. So,
1: And it, this will be the first good team he's ever played on. Yeah. So we don't know what kind of player he's going to be. And it's just like Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman, this is the first team Mike Hoffman played on that was any good. And we found out that maybe he's not what the doctor ordered with regard to his skill set and its
0: relationship to this team. Well, that's how I mentioned Barubi calling the players out. And Hoffman was a healthy scratch the other day and comes back and gets to play and scores scores a couple goals this weekend. And same with uh, Jordan Bennington. Who was seemed to be really struggling in net and again was called out by his coach, said that, you know, here we come. And since then he's been playing a lot better. Here's my uh, disclaimer here.
1: He played the same team twice. So I need to see a little bit bigger of a sample size as far as other teams that you're competing with that are in either are already in the playoffs. Fighting for a playoff spot. So I'm not a, one that's going to put all my eggs in a weekend basket of eggs that included the Minnesota Wild. I, I think I need to see a little bit more. Unfortunately, you can't because guess who you're playing tonight? Minnesota. So it, it is what it is. It, it, I don't want to call it a lost season, but it's a frustrating season with regard to when you're a 500 team, there's always frustration. Yeah, they are. Um, but, but when you look at its future, I don't think you can win with this team this year or next year without some legitimate additions and some definite
0: subtractions. You know, we looked at last time we looked at the schedule and kind of looked at how many points they needed to get playing bad teams. That was in the midst of their uh, losing streak that they had. You kind of look at it now. They have a game coming up this weekend against Arizona, and that's who they're in front of right now. They're hanging on to that fourth spot in the Honda West. So they're, you know, that's they need to win that game. They they need to win that they need game. They went out, and they and, and you there's know there's no off nights on that schedule. As I look through it, no. I mean, you got four coming up against Colorado. It's uh, it's not going to be easy no. to end it here. Well, I will say this: if they get in,
1: they could be a handful. If they stay healthy, they could be a handful. If they get in, because in my opinion, they're already in playoff mode. Uh, I think you already have to feel like this is a playoff rush and you're always playing game two
0: of a series right now or game three. So 90 minutes before the trade deadline, do you think they're going to make a move? No, I agree. Well, I know I, they had yeah. everybody
1: on the ice this morning for a morning skate, mm-hmm. uh, but you never know. Somebody might throw something at them down the stretch. Uh, you know, I mean there's some teams in the Eastern conference that, you know, Hoffman could play for. And as you notice, everybody's looking for goal scoring. So if you move Hoffman, you have two problems. Take away a bona fide goal scorer, which you're definitely going to need in postseason. And you don't have many many offensive threats from the left side. Yeah. So you're almost stuck with them.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do anything either. So there you go. Two o'clock is when the trade deadline will come. So 90 minutes from now to see if the Blues make any moves before their game tonight up in Minnesota. This weekend was also the uh, the Masters. Hideki Matsuyama wins, first Japanese player to win the uh, win the Masters. And uh, it just, I mean, it, it was weird having the Masters back five months after having the Masters in November. But it seemed more normal having it again back in uh, back in April, just kind of right off that 2020 Masters for what it was. And Matsuyama, he made that nice run on uh, on Saturday. Didn't seem like he could miss and and held on to everything yesterday.
1: Held on is right. Um, it was it was great to see a person from another country represent his country and be the first. Um, but I I was talking to someone earlier today about I think golf is the hardest sport to handicap because all the guys that we were expecting to be in the hunt and be there on Sunday were all watching the event on Sunday somewhere else because they didn't make the cut. Um, And I'm not sure what that says about the game other than maybe it says how great Tiger Woods was, where he was all – when he played, he was in it. And we've seen guys who they want to say have the potential to be better, um, but they haven't been able to show the consistency. And that's something that the game of golf lacks. Now, that's sometimes a plus because you never know who can win. And then sometimes it's a hindrance because the good players
0: you expect to see aren't consistent enough to win. Yeah, Jordan Spieth, uh had it. He was—I mean, it was there for was him close. to take on yeah. uh, on Saturday, but close. but really just fell apart late on uh, late on Saturday with uh, with with that Justin Rose too. Justin Rose after sixty-five <laughs> in round one. That was one. hard to watch. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I I I think it was what was it in the. All the numbers that I saw, all the little stats and going back to it, it looked like Justin Rose was just going to run away with this over the weekend and just uh, just didn't happen for him. I don't think you ever
1: win the matches. I think you always have the ability to lose it. Uh, there's just so many things that come into play, and, um, and it becomes more psychological than physical because all these guys physically can play. But the psychological challenge, I think, is something that has never been written on paper. It truly exists.
0: I didn't see where Kepka – where did Kepka end up? I think he missed the cut. Did he miss the cut? And yeah. Because, yeah, he, he missed the cut. What was – I? the uh, the stories about him all last week with the knee surgery that he came back for and, and all the images of him having to bend over and get the ball out of the cup. And yeah. it just it, – it's okay to sit one out. Yeah, but you
1: know what? You only get X amount of kicks at the can at a major event. You only have four on the calendar, and, you know, you, you just don't know. And I think the Masters is the tournament that you never know if you show up. Yeah. You never know what can happen. And Masayama would be a classic example because I don't know anybody who picked him to win. Or was in their pool or anything along that line.
0: I think I heard this morning. I think I heard uh, McCartan say this morning that seven percent of DraftKings teams had Matsuyama on their team. So that's
1: yeah, and I bet he was
0: a throw-in. I just yeah, kind of look at this, look at stuff, and go with it from there. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I did not cash out in my game. I got up to 15th. I I, I think who, who did you have in your team? Oh, I have to go back and look at who I had, but I, I got up. I slowly crawled up to uh 15th on Saturday, and then it all just kind of fell apart for me over the um, at some point on Saturday. I don't know if it was when Speed started to bogey a few holes and drop out. That's when everything uh that's when everything kind of fell apart. I ended up with as I to go oh here it is as I Look through. I know You are it to you last week. I know I had Spieth on the team. It's not going to open. I know I had Gary Woodland on there. All six of my guys made the cut, so that should have helped me out with that. There we go. 27th overall. And uh, there, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, uh, Ushazen, oh, Woodland, Finau, and Schwartzel. That's not a bad group. They all made the cut. That's yeah. all you can ask for is all uh, all the guys making the cut and going from there with uh, with that. So that's yeah. That, that's all I had. By the way, uh, Jay Junior uh, wanted me to uh, show off the ponytail. Claves, you haven't commented on my hair in a uh, in a while now. Is that just something no, you've just dropped out on? Just,
1: it, that, is so. it's, it's it is what it is. It's that's lovely. It kind of look like.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. It's you know what it's. And,
1: no, you do you have a period on how long you're going to let it grow? Or? I'm
0: going to grow it out until for the rest of the year and then then we're going to cut it off and donate it. So, that's uh so okay. you see, when I say that, it, it, you you can no longer really say anything about it. No, before we before we wrap up here, you had a uh you had something you were looking at before we we went on the air, the oh, yeah. uh, the new, new NBA league, the new basketball league. It's it's a very
1: unique concept. Uh they're going to take juniors, high schools juniors and seniors and put them in a league with other elite talent around the world and play. Now you're going to give up your college eligibility, but you'll have a chance to be better prepared for the G league. And certainly you'll be indoctrinated into the professional ranks. And, you know, they already do it in Europe. I mean, those guys are playing in adult leagues. So it's going to be interesting to see how it works. Guys will get paid. They can deal in marketing images and things of that nature. Um, I wonder who's financing this because I think it's a, it's going to it's going to make the high school situation very challenging, uh, AAU very challenging, the colleges very challenging because you're going to see some good players that you would be recruiting that are going to be in this league. So let's just say you have ten teams or eight teams. Eight teams of, let's say, 10. Mm-hmm. So how many is that?
0: Eight teams of 10, yeah. so 80. 80, 80 players, 80 players
1: yeah. that are no longer going to be able to be recruited. 80 players that are not going to be All-Americans. 80 players that aren't going to be one
0: and done. Did you say, now when you were reading that, did you say it starts at 16 is Between when you
1: 16 and 18 years so that
0: old. that'd be my only issue with well, you that can, but is
1: you're gonna be tutored you're gonna have an education you are yeah. but
0: if that's taking you out of the running for any college and you know it's not going to work out for all for all those 16 years so at 16 if you're making a decision like that on your future and it doesn't end up working out for you i just feel like that is
1: so here's what you do you set up a, a super fund for individuals who don't make it, and you have money earmarked for them to start their college, yeah, start
0: college, and they're after. getting paid. I mean, and so they, they are getting yeah, paid and too. And they can't
1: take that money for any other reason. So, if you decide you want to join this league, mm-hmm. let's say we put fifty grand toward your college, yeah, and you say, "Well, give me the money," so I go, "No, no, no, we're going to sign you up, and we'll directly pay that university as long as you okay. to go there to get an education. You can't play." You can get an education, yeah. and you can that's what really Yeah, yeah. You, can go, you can go, out there. Yeah, and- intramural team. All of a sudden, gets
0: much better. <laughs> Every Greek organization <laughs> is recruiting you now. I, there's, I mean, if that's the case, if you are, if you're promising these kids an education that they're that you'll pay for, whether or not they end up making it, I'm fine with that. But I mean, you think back to you know the stupid decisions you made at the age of sixteen, or where you thought you were going to be at the age of sixteen, and you're going to have. Kids like that who, and at sixteen, I mean, could you imagine doing something like that? And you're under the scrutiny of professional basketball. I mean, this is semi-pro yeah, basketball no, at the I, age of sixteen. I mean, you're going to be burnt out by the time already, you're nineteen.
1: It's already going on. In it group. is. It's it's basically advanced AAU is what this is. It is.
0: And they so, keep starting to younger and younger, and yeah. it's
1: so I'm I'm anxious to see who's behind this. And maybe we'll be doing a podcast on it here soon uh, and how this whole thing's coming together.
0: You mentioned you had the podcast. You uh, you and Dr. Rick talked last night. What were some of the topics you guys discussed? Well,
1: how to deal with COVID now, uh, the new variants. Will we be dealing with booster shots here at some point? Uh, we went in the mailbag and got some interesting questions from that. Uh, but it's more COVID-related to kids. And just, see, my thing is now, uh, these kids lost a lot of valuable time in training and preparation. Coaches are going to have to be in a better position to recognize who needs a little bit more time and instruction, and not assume the little giant is going to be as good as he was before COVID struck. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that starts at home with parents, the athlete, the coaches, and the expectations that come with it. So uh, it was it was good. We had we covered a lot of bases on that. So we'll have that up this week.
0: Very nice. Uh, every day, Ramer and I will talk Cardinal baseball with you about, uh, I think the, today, this morning's went 17 minutes. So it's usually about 10, 15 minutes long. Daily cards presented by Munganat, St. Louis, Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. You have Keith Costas. You guys uh, talk every week, and imagine you and Alex Ferrari will get we'll together, too. Yeah.
1: We may have Kevin Weeks tomorrow. Okay. Talk about the trade deadline, so. Uh, We got enough stuff
0: going We We definitely do have plenty of stuff for you available over on clabsonline.com. Wherever you uh, get your podcasts, you can subscribe and get it delivered right to your phone. Each and every day, really something new coming to you each and every day here on ClaibesOnline.com. We want to thank the folks here at Munganas Alton Toyota for having us out here this afternoon. Again, uh, lots of pre-owned cars out there on the lot and the new 2021 Toyotas are coming in and here on the showroom. As well, along with their rental car program, give them a call, ask them about that. If you're planning any of your summer road trips uh, or you just uh, you're going out of town for a week for work and you don't want to take your car. You want to take a rental car out there. Call up here to Mungan Assault and Toy and see what they can put you in.
1: If you want baseball seasons here, if you're going to a game or you want to go to a game, you come in and buy a car from Jamie. Ask for Jamie. Tell him we sent you. Make sure you get a pair of tickets for a game, maybe two, maybe four tickets depending on what kind of car you're about. No, just you come in and buy something here, we got something
0: for you. I, mean, I meant to ask you about this. So we had the opening uh, weekend here. What was uh, – you? that's the first time in a year that you've seen fans yeah. in the stands there at Bush? What was it like calling the game, seeing the fans out there? It was, and- it was,
1: it was kind of eerie in a way because I'll tell you what the crowd looked like, the way they were spaced out. It looked like a Sunday afternoon game when the game had already been decided and mm-hmm. fans just had, didn't have anywhere else to go.
0: Like being on a road trip in Miami yeah. in June or something? Yeah,
1: you know, it's like, okay, Cardinals are winning 10-1, to game's over. I'm just sitting here mm-hmm. taking it in because I got nothing else to do. It's kind of how the crowds were because of the way they were spread out. Mm-hmm. But uh, – Hopefully we'll get some more in next month and the month after, and be at full capacity before you know.
0: It. Were you allowed or able to walk around the concourse or anything and kind of yeah. take in? Yeah, are there fans out there, or are they just are they, they kind of being told? Are they being told like they have to go to their seat, or no, they, can they go out I and mean, get their food and yeah. sit out there and eat it? Yeah, and they can do that. They got plenty of space, spaced out tables on okay. the
1: concourses. Um But when it started raining, everybody came in, so the bars were. You know, social distancing mm-hmm. wasn't something in play, but everybody had a mask on, and it worked out. So, um, again, hopefully, we'll get more people with each month that goes. I by. was going to say, has there been any word no. yet
0: on what's uh, what's going to happen? They're with going May? by the
1: CDC rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Doctor uh, Frederick Eccles, uh, the acting director of health for St. Louis, city of St. Louis, told me the other day that they're going to go by what the CDC mandates are. And as they
0: relax some of their things, they will too. All right. Hey, that'll do it for this week's Lunch with Claybs and Joe. Powered by Ameren, Illinois. Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. And sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Find him online at thehomeloanexpert.com. For Mike Claiborne, I'm Joe Roderick. We'll talk to you next week, everybody.